0: Or shout and give God a good hand clap and praise and say hallelujah if you will. Isaiah chapter 59. Let me finish up what the Lord has for us today. do you enjoyed God's word this morning? Don't miss your moment. So you know, you say, Don't you miss your moment now. Praise the Lord. I won't read it all. I just want to read verse number one. Verse number one said, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened. That it cannot save Neither his ear heavy That it cannot hear Let the church say amen As we go on to verse 9 it says Therefore judgment is judgment far from us Neither doth justice overtake us We wait for light but behold obscurity For brightness but we walk in darkness We grope for the wall like the blind And we grope as if we had no eyes We stumble at noonday as in the night And we are in a desolate places as dead men we roar all like bears, and we mourn so, uh, sore like doves. We look for judgment, but there is none for salvation, but there it is far off from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us, for our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departed from evil evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head. I want you to see Jesus standing in your life as he puts on righteousness as a breastplate, a helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing. The devil don't know what's about to hit him. Let the church say amen. And was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds and according he will repay fury to his adversaries. Recompense to his enemies. To the islands he will repay recompense. So they shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and His glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. I want you to tell your neighbor again beside you today, tell him, say, you are that standard. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion and to them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord, and as for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My Spirit... That is upon thee. And my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of thy mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. Let the church say amen. amen. Read that verse again. He said, My spirit is upon you. Someone say that with me. My His Spirit is upon me. His Spirit is upon us. We are anointed. The power of the Holy Ghost is on us. Amen. And he says, the word that I've given you is not only in your generation, it is in the generation that you birth and the generation that your children birth. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord tonight. So I want to kind of finish up where we're going at tonight. I want to just add a couple of things to what I said this morning. How many is ready to take your turn tonight? Amen. Amen. Smile at somebody and say, you've got to take your turn. Praise the Lord. Don't miss your moment. Regardless of what's going on, whatever the devil tries to get you to do, do not miss your moment because this is the time that you are going to knock a home run for God. Amen? So smile at that neighbor one more time tonight and say, I'm going to help you take your turn. Amen? Say it again. Say, I'm going to help you take your turn. Amen? So I close out this morning and I said I envision that there's coming a time, there's coming a day, there's coming a period of time that you are going to be the one that we're going to see that stands up in the supernatural baseball game of life so to speak with the highest glory of any Christian that has ever known and you are going to be the one that's going to go out in that glory in the power that God has because there's going to be an inner spark of his word that comes inside of you and it's going to light you up and drive you as the child of God that you are is going to drive you to go forward into the battle and to win the battle, and you're going to take your next time at bat, and you're going to show hell exactly who God is. Let the church say Amen. So tonight, I just want to add to that word. I'm not really here to preach. I just want to give you a word tonight. Amen. Tell your neighbors, Open of Years. I want you to understand this tonight that God understands the adversity that you're facing. He knows exactly what you're against. He knows exactly what's against you. He knows the veritable impossibility of your situation. What he has called you to do, the world will say is impossible. That's what has deepened the glory on the inside of you and why the desire that God is going to give you is going to turn up on the inside of you. The fact is, is that God is going to have to ignite your spirit with the fire of Almighty God to put you into the heat of battle. And God is about to light you up. Smile tonight at somebody and say, God's about to light you up. Amen. Amen. So I decree over you as your pastor, as we have lived here today and this weekend, as a word from the Lord, I decree over you that when the time comes, you're going to take your turn, and you're going to take your turn, and there's going to be one thing that you know, and one thing you know for surety, that God calls you to stand up and fight this battle in this nation. Can the church say amen? Now I want to share with you, I got you a little excited this morning. By the time we finished preaching, everybody was on their feet. But there ain't nobody that can make you take your turn but you. Amen. That's one thing I have found out in ministry. I can preach to you that I'm blue in the face. I can give you all the power of the word. I can have, um, set the word in front of you and monitor the power in front of you, witness the power in front of you, show out and demonstrate the power in front of you. But you have got to be the one that takes your turn. You're Amen. the only one that can do it. Amen? Amen. So you're going to have... To speak to your own soul. You're going to have to talk to your own soul. You're going to have to be the one that's going to have to take authority over the situation because, believe you me, there is a situation out there. Amen. You have got to tell your soul and you got to tell your soul down deep that not only is your family in agony, not only is your politics in agony, not only is your church in agony, that your nation is in agony and the kingdom of God is groaning for you to manifest yourself as the Son of the Living God. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the agony that hell has put in my life. Amen. I don't know about you, but the agony that we've been feeling, we've been feeling it's going to be its going to be took by God. It's going to be turned around. And that very pain and that agony, that depression, that obsession, that de- obsession that we've had in our life, God is going to take it and turn it completely around and light it up on the inside of us. And it is going to be the fuel that is going to light the glory of God in your life that calls you to receive your miracle when it arrives. I want you to tell your neighbor, say so your miracle is on the way. Amen. Say it again. Say, my miracle is on the way. All of this malignant darkness, all this perversion, all this hatred that's consuming America, it can be crushed beneath your feet by the power that God has in you. You can sit down and measure and compare the glory of God that you're going to have in your life by the pain and the agony and the things that you have went through in your life. If it's been hard, you better get ready for the glory of the Lord to show out in your life. Amen. Every worry and every fear that you've ever had in your life, it can be replaced, and it can be replaced by the supernatural resolve if you began to get up to cause you to go and volunteer for the battle. Everybody just call out and say, I'm going to volunteer. Get God's attention. Say, God, I'm volunteering tonight. Amen just like that sporting event when the coach calls the person and puts them out there to go fight. The person has to make up their mind if they're going to sacrifice their body, if they're going to play amidst all of the pain, if they're going to go forward and do it. That player has to volunteer, and God is asking for you right now tonight for you to volunteer for this next battle that hell has for you. And I just wonder tonight how many of you here are ready to volunteer for the Lord and the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. I want you to turn with me to Psalm chapter number 110, verse number 3. I want you to see something here tonight. Psalm 110, verse number 3. God begins to share with us what happens when we're in a tough situation and everything turns kind of rough for us. In verse number 1, let's read that verse. This is a Psalm of David. It said, The Lord said unto me, Sit thou at at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. He's talking to Jesus there. And then he said, The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion, rule the thou in the midst of thine enemy. Then look at verse number three. It says, Thy people will be willing in the day of power. Read that there out with me. Thy people will be willing in the day of power. Say it again, y'all didn't say it with me. Thy people shall be willing in the day of power. I want you to know when the day of power starts showing up, we ain't gonna have to beg nobody to volunteer. It will be that their power that causes people to volunteer. The amplified version of that scripture in that same verse says, Your people will begin to offer themselves willingly to participate in your battle in the day of power. That's what's happening in the church right now. We don't have the day of power. But my God said, get ready, Elijah, in the spirit of Elijah, his spirit is coming back to the church. And when the power starts showing back in the church, we're going to have volunteers galore. Let the church say amen. In other words, it means that the volunteers will not create the power. The power or the day of power is going to create the volunteers. So how many is ready for the day of power of Almighty God? Amen. I told you that I believe this morning you're going to take your turn. I just want you to have a vote of confidence for that person right beside of you. Look at him and say, I do believe you're going to take your turn. So now as I have given this word out to you Now the power of God Is beginning to pull on you How many of you felt that today While you've been away from the church That God is saying Now that what I want the preachers preach this morning That's your word That's for you How many of you have been feeling that Since you left church this morning Amen I'm here to tell you today That power that I have put in your spirit Here today through the power of the Holy Ghost It is starting to push you up And causing you to stand It is provoking you And putting a passion on the inside of you And you're beginning to see you have got to take your turn tell your neighbor say you have got to take your turn you're beginning to feel that if you have to be the one to stand you're going to be the one that stands in the batter's box and you're going to swing away and let hell know that you're here amen say it's my turn turn. say it again say it's my turn turn. then look at your neighbor and say it's your turn too and then look at me will you take the next step God wants to know, will you take your next step? Will you be the one that moves into something magnificent? How many is tired of all this mess that hell is thrown into your life? How many is tired of all the worry that you've been having over your family? Somebody say amen. How many is tired of the concern that you're having for the politics and the leaders in the United States of America? Amen. Well, if you're that one, you got to respond. And I'm here to tell you tonight that you have got to start your training. So tell your neighbor, say you got to start training now. That's why God gave us the story of the prophet Elijah. Elijah is our guide. He's our role model. God gave us that story, that story because he went before the kings of the, his time. He stood before 850 prophets of Baal right beside himself on top of the mountain. And he was the one. We may be the ones that light the fire and, sh- and literally shut out and shoot a, a shot out this herd around the world. But Elijah was the one that called down an explosion of fire from the supernatural power of Almighty God on the mount of, 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 of Mount Carmel and thousands and thousands of years later, we're still talking about one prayer that changed a nation. Someone say amen. I believe right now, Thelma, one prayer of God's children can change the United States of America. One prayer can change Living Water Worship Center. One prayer can change your family. One prayer can change your husband. One prayer can change your wife. One prayer can change your children. One prayer can change the nation of the United States. Can someone say amen? Now, if there was ever a man that loved his country, it was Elijah. Elijah was one who had a broken heart as he looked at all of the wickedness that there was out in the culture, and as it began to disfigure the great nation of Israel that was his nation, his, his God's nation. And when Elijah took his turn, it was something truly astonishing for you to behold. And I believe that when the United States of America gets to see God's modern-day Elijah stand up and take their turn, it's going to be something magnificent for us to and astonishing for them to look upon. I want you to know that Elijah also was handpicked He was picked right out of all of it And not only did Elijah know That it was his turn He knew exactly how to take his turn And if you know it's your turn you got to know how to take your turn Amen, Amen. Tell your neighbor, say God has handpicked you for this time Amen And this man knew how to pray Smile at someone say you got to learn how to pray Oh, I'm here to tell you, I'm waiting for some Elijah's baby in the house of God that knows how to move the hand of God, that knows how to pray and the glory of God comes down, that knows how to pray and the fire come down, know how to pray and it can stop Things in the heavenlies and make somebody pay attention to the Lord that knows how to pray and bring things out of the heavens so people will realize that He is the God. He is the one and only true living God. This man prayed a 63 word prayer and it reached down into the deepest parts of the temple of our Father up in heaven and he said, Hear me, oh Lord God, hear me, that this people may know that I and you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again and that I am your servant and I have done everything. Everything you have asked me to do and when the people all saw what God done in that man through that man and by that man they all fell on their faces and they cried out the Lord he is the God the Lord he is the God God has handpicked you tell your neighbor and I say he has handpicked us and I believe that God is going to give you some power in the heavenly throne room up in heaven. When you stand there and you pray and you begin to say your prayer, that God's going to listen to what you got to say. And when he listens to what you got to say, he's going to get the Holy Ghost up off of his throne and send him down here with every angel that we need. And you're going to start to see some supernatural things happen in your life and in your family and in your church and in your nation. It's going to be so astonishing that you're going to see even your enemy bow on their knees and began to cry out that Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords and confess him as the Lord and Savior. Something's about to happen in your life that's going to cause everyone that has been the naysayers in your life has tried to hold you back and cause you to stand out there and not go forward. God is going to make every one of your enemies fall down at your feet on their face and declare and decree that God is God. Can somebody receive that tonight? Amen. Because God is called for an intervention in the United States of America. Let me say that again. God has called his people to come and intervene and cause an intervention to happen in the United States of America. Elijah brought an intervention into the nation of Israel and that intervention was extreme and it was violent and that situation of that day demanded it. Israel had debased God and they had come to the point to where they reached beyond recognition they didn't even look like the nation that they used to be and Israel right at that time is a perfect portrait of the United States of America. Right now the North United States of America is so degenerate and literally we have debased the very glory of this nation to the point that it ain't the nation that it used to be. But my God's I am calling for the very same spirit and the power that I laid on Elijah to come forth out of my people and to begin to move on my people. And as they do so, they're going to cause an intervention to happen into the house of Almighty God. It's going to change the United States of America. And I'm going to take the hearts of the people and turn them completely around from the devil and put them back to God. I'm going to take the hearts of your children and turn them away from what they have their focus on. I'm going to take the hearts of my children and turn them away from materialism and humanism and transhumanism and I'm going to bring them back to the one and only true living gospel that there is on this world and that is that Jesus came from heaven and he lived 33 and a half years and he died and gave the ultimate sacrifice to clear all of your sins and pave a way for you to go to heaven and it is time today that the power of almighty God through Elijah's anointing comes back into his church and begins to flow and turns the hearts of the people back to God. How many of you here tonight would believe And agree with me that the hearts of people Need to be turned to God Amen. Now I like to read the Old Testament Because all over the Old Testament There are prophets that prophesied There's prophets that wrote about things I love Elijah because he didn't just prophesy He acted on what he had to say And I'm ready for a family I'm ready for a church I'm ready for a man or a woman That will say thus saith Almighty God And act on what thus saith Almighty God Amen I want you to understand as well that Elijah lived in a perilous time. His life was threatened some thousands of times. He was literally threatened over and over again. He walked into the very gates of hell in the nation of Israel. And I don't know if you know it or not, but you're walking in this on the land of the United States of America and you are right in the gates of hell and God is being threatened by the people out there in wokeism and being threatened out there with climate change, being threatened by politics. But I got news for the devil. We are not going to stand here and. Defect from God. We're going to stand with God that is the God of all gods, the King of all kings. It don't matter how many of them defected, run the ball, and began to run the way they have been and serve another God. Right now, the United States of America, if you're living here, you're living in a living hell. But my God is telling us, as we are languishing under this government that we're in, that God is sending the power to turn it all around. Tell somebody He's about to turn it all around. Amen. Now, how many of you know that because of the influence that evil has had, it seems to be exalted and righteousness right now is hated? The Bible said that truth will have fallen in the streets. And we as God's children today have got to contend with the same spirit that was behind Ahab and behind Jezebel. How many of you has noticed that there's a bunch of Ahab spirits going around right now? How many of you know that the spirit of Jezebel has almost took over the nation of the uh, the United States of America? In the ancient Israel, Jezebel had filled the vat of grapes of wrath. And today that same spirit has went across the United States of America. And not only the United States of America, but all the way through the world. And Elijah walked right into the place where Jezebel had erased God. She had cursed the promised land. She had brought a curse on the promised land. She had enslaved the righteous and killed the people that were standing for the Lord. And Elijah stood up and said, that God that you're serving, you're the one that believes that he's going to be the one that reigns you on the rain here on israel but i got news to you the god that i serve he's the one in control of the rain and when i say it's going to rain that's when it's going to rain and elijah was called to bring an intervention and the united states of america has an element of christians in it that is called to bring an intervention in america and he's called you look at somebody say it is your turn amen today in America, our politicians, our teachers, our leaders, people that's leading us, they've erased God from the American Constitution and American culture. We have divorced God. We have took Him and eliminated Him from the schoolrooms. We've eliminated Him from the courtroom. We've eliminated Him from the Congress. We've eliminated Him. Many of us and many churches have even eliminated Him from churches that are called the house of God. But I got news for you. I'm tired of living up under a curse and there's some people on the inside of the church right now, they're tired of living the way that they're living and they don't want to be enslaved by the lust of this world. They want to have truth be called truth and righteousness be called righteousness and they're tired of this censorship. They're tired of the limitations of free speech and history and how God's people have been treated in charge. They have stood up and realized that the devil hates the church and we're getting a a very bonafide feeling and passion on the inside of us to hate what hell is doing to the church and to the nation and God is calling some people that are frustrated out of the mess that they're in so they can bring an vision to the church. Amen? I wonder to know how many have been frustrated. Amen? Our effectiveness begins when we see God's heart for our nation. As a Christian, when we begin to see what God has on His heart and on His mind, that's when we'll start getting to be effective again. Amen? i got news for everybody. God does not just want to put a bandage on the problem. He wants to go out and root out to the very wickedness, to the very deepest root, and literally take that root out of it because he says this is one nation under God. And God is coming after the United States. I just want you to get the devil's attention and I say, devil, God's coming after America. Now Elijah knew what he had to do. He knew how he had to do it. He knew exactly what he needed to do. And he knew that God had a heart for Israel. And I want to tell you, as God's servant here tonight, God still has a heart for America. That's why he's sending some modern-day Elijahs that will do as Elijah done in the Old Testament, and that is stand before the most powerful people that they know in their day and demand that somebody makes a decision of who is God, amen? Elijah confronted Ahab and he stood there and he countered back his deflection when he told him he was the one that troubled uh, the nation of Israel. He said, oh no it won't me that troubled the nation of Israel. It was you and your daddy and your daddy's daddy. In 1 Kings 18 and 18 he told Ahab, he said, I have not troubled Israel if it has been you your father's house. They've forsaken the commandments of the Lord and they have followed Balaam. And it is time that people stood up and blood both saints of the living God and say the commandments of Almighty God have been forsaken in the United States of America and America is under judgment and I've been sent to execute the judgment of Almighty God and I'm refusing to bow down and kiss the hand and the ball I'm going to serve the serving the, the God that I called me out and as for me in my house we're going to serve Jesus Christ amen. amen so I also believe that the church is partly responsible for the problems that we have Elijah had God's heart he had God's heart. And when you have God's heart, Thelma, it means that you see the misery that is going on in this nation. If you have the heart of God, you look at these children and you see how much they have been, fell away and they don't even know who they are anymore. You see the heart of God as He looks upon these hearts of these children that are taking overdoses, taking the heart of these children and their minds and tearing them all apart but they don't even know who they are. It's literally keeping them so depressed that they don't even smile anymore. This misery is coming about in the lives of the children and the families and the churches all across this great land. There are so many negative things that is going on in the places around us and all this misery that we see. But the positive thing is, is that very misery that you're beginning to see is going to be the catalyst that is going to take the souls of America and make them ripe for a harvest. I want you to know the harvest is ready, it is ripened, it's ready to go, and everything that we've been experiencing in America for the last 10, 15, 20 years, it is leading to the harvest from God, and there's going to be such a great backfire against hell's kingdom that he ain't going to know what hit him. Can anybody say amen with me tonight? The very things that are obstacles that are going to become catalysts to go, to go out and display the power of Almighty God. The devil thinks he's got this younger generation behind us, but we're beginning to see signs that God's coming after the younger generation. He thinks that he's got the women of the United States of America, but God is showing signs right recently that he's coming back and he's training back his women. He thinks that he's took these men and made them feminists and put them just like they were in Ahab's time, but God is coming back to raise up some bona fide men that will stand for their family, stand for their rights and knock back down. Some Elijah's is coming and getting ready to deal with the evil that's out there because we're getting so to the point where we're beginning to think that this evil that's out there is powerful and so permanent in our life that we can't get rid of it. But I got news for the devil. It don't matter how much he runs amok anything that's out there in the life. God says I'm coming to America because I got a covenant with you My spirit's still on you My word's still in you And I have not left you I have not forsaken you I've seen your life And I'm going to bring you out No matter what Can the church say amen So Elijah Knew the evils of his great land. He knew what was going on, Judy. He knew. He lived in that day. But as he saw that out there, he knew that that was just a prop stage from the devil. And, And he carried the very heart of God. And as he carried the very heart of God into them stage props that the devil had set up, he carried the power of God into that stuff that the devil had set up. And God is looking for a church That has got the power of God in it That it refuses to have a form And a fashion And deny the power of God He's looking for a church That wants to see his power My God church wake up tonight He's looking for a church That wants his power and seeking his power and wants to see his faith And his presence And to all of the modern day Elijah's That's here tonight That's listening to me online Let me encourage you something You cannot hide any longer You cannot walk in fear of the tyrants that hell has sent your way, you have got to prophesy right in the middle of their courts and right under their noses and standing on their porches and let them know there is a God to be reckoned with in America. Can the church give God a good hand clap of praise? And when you do stand up, they're going to label you. They're going to talk like you crazy. They're going to say, oh, you extreme, you a hater. They're going to call you a Nazi. I've already had one call me that, amen. They're going to call you deplorable. Everybody had a a Hillary Clinton call every one of us that voted against her a deplorable. Turn to that neighbor out beside him and say, hey, deplorable, how you doing? (laughs) Called you a deplorable. They call you a Nazi. They say you're extreme. That you're way out of the shape of form. But I got news. Any lie that they try to put forth the brand new. you cannot let it affect you that way because you belong in the halls of power. You belong right where God puts you at. You have a right. You have a God-given right to rebuke and declare and to bind and to deluge. And it is time as a king under Jesus Christ in his kingly anointing for you to decree this is what's going to happen in my church. This is what's going to happen in my family. This is what's going to happen in my life. This is what's going to happen in my nation. And Jesus even told him to do the very same thing. He told him over in Luke chapter 21, 12 through 15. He says before all things, they're going to lay their hands on you. They're going to persecute you. They're going to deliver you up to the council and the synagogue. They're going to take you to prison and they're going to do all this stuff and bring you before kings and rulers for your namesake. He says but it will not turn out for you as what they have done. It will turn out as an occasion for a testimony for my glory. So it don't matter what hell tries to do. God's going to get the glory out of all of it. Amen. It don't matter what hell tries to do to you. He says, I'm I want you to be settled in your heart. Don't you even consider even meditate what you need to say in that hour because when you show up in that hour, I will open up your mouth and I will use my word and you have my wisdom against all of your adversaries and they will not be able to contradict you and they will not be able to resist you. I'm telling you, there's a power coming on the church that you ain't never seen and I'm here to tell the devil tonight, it will be turn can the church say amen? amen somebody give god a good hand clap of praise Call out tonight say it's going to turn. turn now i tell you it looks like it's doom right now don't it amen but the situation will be turned to your advantage it's going to be turned around very quickly can the church say amen, amen. i'm here to tell you god is going to give you the words that you need to say irresistible words words that's going to actually shut up the mouths of your enemy that's the reason why you're sitting in an office with someone that's a homosexual. That's the reason why you're putting on a job with someone that's an atheist. That's the reason why you're placed in a place where people don't believe in God and they just as well bring the glory of God down. God puts you there because there's going to be a word put on your heart to the point to where when you speak it, they will not be able to resist what God has put in you as it comes out and everything that they try to bring you down. You're going to be just like Paul was over in Philippians. In chapter 1 verse 12 he said what they try to do against me didn't work out the way they thought it would in fact it had the very opposite effect of what they tried for me the gospel has been preached the gospel has grown and i'm here to tell you don't worry about what's going on over here god has took all this evil that they brought against me and he turned it around for my good amen so here's one thing before i leave tonight you need to understand that there is one thing that you got to hold on to every bit of evil get it Every bit of evil that is going to be sent out to you from the enemy is about to boomerang right back to him. Everybody, holler out and say boomerang. Say it again, say boomerang. Tim Sheets not long ago and I really had to take this thing with a with a grain of salt. He stood up and he said, I keep hearing the word boomerang, boomerang, boomerang. And he said, there's a boomerang anointing coming from the Holy Ghost. And I had never heard that in my life. But now I began to understand what he's talking about. You see, the devil's trying to take the church down. The devil's trying to take you down. He's trying to destroy your family. He's trying to destroy the nation of America. But God said, uh, it ain't going to happen. Everything you tried to do in all my children's family, what you tried to do in their nation, I'm going to take that thing to that you have released against them and I'm going to turn it around and I'm going to boomerang it right back to you and that attack that you sent to them is going to be turned around on you and it's going to be by the clear authority of the anointing of Elijah and the power of Elijah that's going to allow the Lord God of Israel and the Lord God of nation of, 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 of the nation of America to stand up and people are going to stand before God and proclaim thus saith almighty God and you're going to see God bring it about look at somebody and say talk in authority look at them and say talk in authority God's going to do it for you. Can the church say amen? Amen. So think about some things. God has chosen you to stand up in this hour. And God is going to accomplish so much in you. Even while you're in exile, away from everything, He's going to bring some things about in your life that you ain't never experienced. I asked you just a few minutes ago, how many have been frustrated about how things have been going right now? How many have really been frustrated? How many do we really call it frustration? Would you really call it frustration, or would you call it divine frustration? I would have to say, why, what's going on with me is I got some divine frustration. I feel like that God is frustrated, and that same frustration that God's got, I've got. And I began to go to the Lord, and I said, Lord, what in the world is going on? I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated with some of the people living in water. I'm frustrated with what's going on. I'm frustrated with my politicians. I'm frustrated with the teachers in the world today. I'm frustrated. I'm headed up to my head. What's up? And God told me, he said, because I feel the same way. I believe that God has put us in a situation, isolated us, and he put us over in the refining area to cause us to get frustrated. And as I began to look at Elijah, I began to see Elijah was frustrated too. And the more he was frustrated, the more zeal he had on the inside of him. I believe that God has allowed that divine frustration to come on the inside of this church and inside of your spirit because he wants to take that frustration and use it as a tool to run hell out of your house and to run hell out of your church and to run hell out of your nation, to run hell out of this nation once and for all and I believe that he can take that there and turn that frustration around just like he did with Elijah and perform some amazing miracles I want you to just think about it Elijah was one that walked into a place in a place where there was no food there was no oil everybody was hungry and he brought about a miracle in the woman's house and nobody come to see it that would be frustrating amen Then on top of that, he raised up a child that was dead and brought him up in resurrection. Showed up in the house, but nobody heard about it. Nobody come to see it. God hid him away, and on the inside, I'm sure he got frustrated. And he began to say, okay, Lord, now I got the power, and I want to use the power. It's half your neighbor right beside of you and say, I got the power, and I'm ready to use the power. And when he got the power and realized he had the power and he was ready to use the power, it won't long before God stood up and said, now go show yourself to Ahab. Somebody, look for your Ahab. Look for your Ahab. Find your Ahab. My God, y'all about as dead as a hammer. Look for your Ahab. That's right, amen. Am I going to have to shake you tonight? That's right. Turn to your neighbor and say, be on the lookout for your Ahab. He's right in your house. He sure He's right in your job. Yes, he is. He's right in your politics. Look for your Ahab because God has said it's time for you to show yourself to Ahab oh y'all ain't getting it God said it's time for you to show yourself to Ahab it's time for you to quit being beat down it's time for you to stand up when people are trying to take your words away and cause them to be mixed up it's time for you to show yourself to Ahab God is about to deliver you if you'll stand up to your Ahab your neighbor tonight while I'm talking to you and I ask you to do something. I demand that you do it in the name of Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, look for your Ahab. I ain't up here just talking to talk over your head. I'm talking to you. Ahab is coming to take you out. They got a death warrant on your mind. They got a death warrant on your life. He will take you out if he gives a chance. But God said for me to tell you, present yourself to Ahab and I'll take Ahab down for you. God is going to anoint you with the anointing of Elijah. And you're going to multiply grain. You're going to multiply oil. You're going to bring things back up out of the grave that's dead. And you're going to show yourself to Ahab. And you're going to destroy what hell has tried to do in your life. And I'm here to tell you tonight, it will turn for you. Amen. Everybody hallelujah say, it's going to turn for me. And then the news is going to go all over America. Oh, did you hear about a little living water worship center down here? Oh, they didn't have it. About 20 people didn't even thought about coming to church out of the 105. But all of a sudden, something happened in one meeting down there, and everybody fell on their face and decided that God was God and they want God after all. And after a while, they got so fired up that they were ready to take down every one of the King Ahabs and every one of the prophets of Baal. And they prayed down fire from heaven and something supernatural is going on out there living Water Worship Center. And things are turning around. For Things are turning around. Things are turning around. Look at somebody and say, It's going to turn. It's going to turn. It's going to turn. It's going to turn. Tell them again. Say, Devil, it's going to turn. Now, I've been preaching on Elijah this day. My 15th message on Elijah. I'm telling you, I'm getting to the point where I'm ready to go out there with this hammer microphone in my head and beep off you in the head a couple of times so that you can get this point. Ahab is in your presence. Ahab is trying to kill you. Jezebel is right there, and she is ready to take you out. She's trying to destroy your marriage. She's trying to destroy your family. She's trying to destroy your church. She is destroying your nation. And until she gets so frustrated with her and with him, if you can't hardly stand it, Decide in your life that you're gonna present yourself to Ahab, you're going down for the count. But if you'll rise up in the power of Almighty God and say, It's my turn, and I know when I stand up, it's going to turn, then you'll stand before your Ahab and you'll bring a decision against the enemy, and the verdict of God will win. Can the church just give God a good hand clap of prayers? So God told me as I'm trying to close, He said, I've been creating some divine frustration in your life. How many of you right now have been thinking about at times just giving up? That's the devil in your life trying to get you to pay attention to him. But God is creating divine frustration in your life because he don't want you to go backwards. He wants you to get some mad with the enemy and say, no devil, that ain't the way it's going to be. I want you to think about something before I go tonight. How many has ever shot a bow and arrow? Anybody ever seen anybody shoot a bow and arrow? Let me put it like that. What do they do? Stand to me, feet right quick. What do they do when they shoot a bow and arrow? Show me what they do when they shoot a bow and arrow. Show everybody, show me. Well, when everybody stands up, I'll finish up here right quick. Show me what they do. All right, do you just take that arrow with the bow and set it there and just put the bow in it and then just drop the bow? What do you do with that arrow? As you're pulling it back, what happens? Alright, show me what it's like to pull back a bow, an arrow. Now, just don't do this. You got to shake with that thing, boy. You got to go through something. Alright, now you got it caught. I want you to think about that arrow just a moment. You got it caught. It takes some power to hold that thing back. You see, you've been held back, but that's been God that's been holding you back. It's the tension of that bow that God is about to release you. And when He releases you, that bow is going to go where it's at. So let me let me share something with you. You got to go backwards before you can go forward. I'm gonna say it again. You got to go backwards before you can go forward. Oh, do that with me. You got to go backwards before you can go forward. Let me share something with you. It takes more strength in you to go backwards than it does to go forward. Because once you release it at this strength level, you let it go. It's the bow that takes care of the error and sends it where it needs to go. So right now, where you've been at is caused the strength of the Lord to come in. It's something to have the power of God when you're so divinely frustrated you want to knock people in the head with a microphone. But thank be to God He's given you the power. And now you're holding the arrow back. And God is saying, it's your turn. I want you to quit running around here like this right here. And put your bow on Ahab and say, here I am. And God has sent me this way. And I'm about to release the power of Almighty God. And I'm going somewhere with you or without you. And I'm taking you out if you stand in my way. And release that bow and let God handle the situation. Amen you got to go back before you can go forward. Oh, get that in your spirit. I want you to hold your hand up, look at the Lord and say, I know I got to go back before I go forward. Oh, somebody just got an answer right there. If you open up your ears and you open up your spirit and you'll hear the Lord. The Lord has carried you back so you can go forward. And the devil just wants you to quit right now. The devil is wanting you to run away right now. The devil wants you to check out of the game of life right now. He wants you to be like a uh, Kurt Gibson's wife that I talked to you about Sunday this morning as she sat there on the stand in the seventh inning she got together and she went her got her pocketbook she went out of her car and she left the stadium and she was almost home and she reached over and she turned on the radio and they said Kirk Gibson just come out of therapy out in the, the courthouse I'm sorry uh, the clubhouse and he stepped up here and he knocked a two run homer in the Los Angeles Dodgers has won the World Series she gave up because there wasn't no chance to make it through and she was on the way home, walked away from the stadium and her husband got out of the situation he was in and knocked the two-run homer and they won the World Series. So I want to tell you, if you have felt that tension in your life and that frustration and you've been holding it and it's been taking strength for you to keep your head up, keep your joy alive, keep your and your strength able to move forward, I want you to know God very soon is about to tell you to release your error and when you release your error, hell ain't gonna know why hit him and you will catapult your Self, further than you've ever been in the kingdom of Almighty God, smile at somebody and say, it's going to turn in the name of Jesus. Say it again. Say, it's going to turn in the name of Jesus. And if you believe that tonight, give God a good hand clap of praise. Now that said tonight, I've been led by the Lord. I've got to ask somebody to do something. Tell Thelma, come here. I want you to take this microphone. I want you to pray a prayer over this family here today. And I want you to release the Holy Spirit over them and let them know that they are going to change everything. You pray as the Lord lays on your heart and let us go forward out of here because things are about to turn for each and every one of you. Someone say amen. 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 Stand with me to your feet so she can pray. Uh, Father heaven, I just pray right now. I thank you for uh, this wonderful message on yes. All-